Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Time now for the Six Rings Post Game Show. Breaking down everything Patriots. Now, here's Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. This might be the best feeling of Tommy DeVito's life. As he takes a knee. His first start here at home, 12 miles from his hometown. Second consecutive victory. As Giants quarterback... Flyers first win at home over the Patriots. They have fireworks for it? It's 87. <laughs> they got fireworks for being the Patriots. I love it. The final call of the game today from Jonathan Vilma and Kenny Albert. We're on the call for the Fox Sports Broadcasting Company. New York Giants 10. Tommy DeVito with a little bit of that extra Sunday sauce. Your New England Patriots 7. Ah. Uh, that was a tough one. Drops your Patriots to 2-9 and nine on the season, delivering Bill Belichick his second consecutive losing season, a feat that has not been accomplished since 1992-1993 when he was then the HC of the CB, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, how the mighty have fallen indeed. Joining us now with his recap, thoughts, and more on today's game in the woeful state of Patriots Nation from WEI.com and beyond and a member of the Six Rings podcast family. He's on the Harbor One Hotline. It's our guy, Mike Cadlick. Um, you got anything? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> Happy Groundhog Day, fellas. Guy, did you ever think when you joined the, when you joined the team this summer that you would be in for a season like this? I mean, it's got to be your first season on the beat here at EEI <laughs> is a memorable one, but just, oh, boy. It was called the Cadillac Curse at my Thanksgiving gathering on Thursday. <laughs> it was my, it's my first season on the beat, and everyone said it's all my fault that the Patriots are 2-9. and nine. Uh, It's tough. I mean, look, the quarterback situation, since Tom Brady left really, and I'm gonna, I'm, this is what I'm going to work on tomorrow uh, for a column this week on WEI.com, is just how, how bad the Patriots quarterback situation has been since Brady left, and it is the main reason why they're why they're where they're at right now, and it's it goes back to being Bill Belichick's fault. And he said it, he said it last season that, you know, I'm ultimately responsible for everything that happens on the field, and boy, is he responsible for what's been happening on the field on offense. I mean, two straight games and Fitzy. I saw you just quote tweeted Adrian Phillips' comments about how, you know, we've let up ten points and it's not enough, so maybe we have to let up zero. Like, again, good for him, good good for the attitude, and that's kind of what you have to have as a defender. But man, this. This offense is the worst in football. It's not relatively close. And until you get a quarterback that can actually play football like the rest of them in this league and B, weapons and protection around him, then you're going to go nowhere. And, again, they, just, they keep banging their head against the wall waiting for a different result, and it's just it's not going to happen this season. Not only that, they're making it worse, in my opinion. Uh, Bill Belichick decided to split reps this week. At some point, he yep. told some people when they were playing, he told other people who their quarterback would be. I'm I'm still not sure all the details where the truth lies in all of this, but I agree with Bill Belichick circa 2001. I think he did a disservice by trying to get two quarterbacks ready and be ready to play this week, mm -hmm. um, and they're not good enough to do that, right? Like Even if they were good quarterbacks with good offensive weapons and a good line, I think that would be a disservice, but when you know you are so limited at the talent level of the quarterback position and the, the guys around him, I think, Bill, this was one of his worst weeks or two weeks that he's had maybe ever coaching the New England Patriots. Do you agree? Yeah, I do, and it feels like sort of a carbon copy of what and how they went into last year's game against the Bears. Um, I know it was a little different because Mac was injured, but 
that whole week, nobody knew who the quarterback was going to be. Nobody knew how many reps people took, and there were some things that came out and some things that didn't, and Belichick wouldn't budge. And then on Saturday, I think, or Friday afternoon or whenever it was, I think Mike Reese finally got a got an inkling that they were going to start Mac, and then they start Mac, and then they bench him for Zappi. And, it, again, a little different last year, but at the end of the day, after the game, some people say they knew, some people say they didn't. Belichick said he told – I remember last year he said he told the people that needed to know or something like that, <laughs> and this year it's – it's well I told them before the plane ride and then Hunter Henry said he found out today so whether somebody's lying or they just don't have their story straight it goes to show that like the team that's always been sort of buttoned up to the media and even when things were kind of bad they they knew what their plan was and what their messaging was going to be they can't even figure that out anymore so um yeah it really is it's it's all over the place it it feels like a a bad decision on all parts from Belichick You, you need to you need to have a quarterback throughout the week. Like you can't split reps. It's it. You saw it today. The the lack of timing and that the lack of timing was even there when the quarterback did play all week. So when you only give them what do you want to call it half the reps? Like it's just going to get even worse. So if they're going to go with Zappy, they need to decide by the time they land tonight in in uh, at TF Green in Providence. And if they don't, then they're doing a disservice once again. They're doing a disservice to Mac Jones, to Bailey Zappy, to everyone who watches, everyone on the offense, everyone on the defense. You have to wonder if there wasn't a little passive aggressiveness to the Adrian Phillips comments about we've given up 10 points right. two weeks in a row and we got two L's to show for it. If we have to pitch a perfect game and give up zero, so be it game on. Challenge accepted. I mean, that is asking just so damn much. We're talking to Mike Cadlick from WEI.com and the Six Rings podcast here on the Harbor One Hotline on the Six Rings postgame show. Mike, the stats about how inept this offense is. I mean, we may be reaching legendarily bad offense now continue to pile up i read earlier patriots games with seven or fewer points this season four tom brady's 283 starts five yeah uh, side note to that wow tom brady scored seven or fewer points five times in his career with the patriots hmm. that actually seems like the biggest surprise of all yeah first right team, seriously that guy stunk <laughs> yeah <laughs> first team to <laughs> yeah i mean like th- we're talking going back 30 years since a team you know, first team in three years to allow 62 or fewer points over a course of four games and not actually win a single one of those games. Like, they're just piling up inept offensive stat after inept offensive stat. Now you're probably going to be without Demario Douglas next week as well. Uh, so your beacons of hope, the guys you were looking to develop, all these things, like, it, nothing is lining up for this offense. So how how could we possibly hope for or look to anything to improve over the final six games not to not to you know fix the season this season is beyond reparation right. what could we possibly look to as a beacon or like one to grow on if you will on the offensive side of the ball the rest of the way right i, I mean again it, it's sort of a rhetorical question of you like i don't really have a great answer i mean again with demario douglas maybe you start to continue to see some flashes from him but like there's nothing that you can see this season that's going to give you sort of an opportunistic look or, oh, hey, that's good for next season, this season. Because the answer, if you want success moving forward, is to is to gut it and to tear it down. And I was a big fan of Bill O'Brien going into the season. I did fall for that. I fell for Gasicki. I fell for Juju. You guys know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my eyes were, were beaming wide open when they made those signings, and I thought that O'Brien would change everything compared to Patricia and Mac Jones was – smart and cerebral and this this older school offense that they kind of run here and O'Brien will Alabama fire all, all the buzzwords I fell for and a lot of Patriots Nation fell for and that's just not what the NFL is anymore I think that you kind of have to come to that conclusion so like even if look I think even if Bill O'Brien is back here as the play caller next year I just don't think it's ultimately going to succeed I think you need to completely overhaul and change things if you really want to compete for Super Bowls and championships again, you need to compete with the best of them on offense. The league is all offensive now. It's hardly hardly defensive. I mean, of course, there's there's great defenses. Like, the Chiefs and Eagles have great defenses, and that's just the reason that they're good is, is their offense. But, like, look, I don't know what, what, what you can really look at on offense to sort of to cling to moving forward because the real answer is going to end up being a, a new play caller and a new quarterback. So it's it's kind of a moot point. What if I asked you to give me your top handful of positives from today's game? Mm-hmm. 
which I know might be a stretch, but I also do a segment on Tuesdays with Rich Keith at 9 p.m. where we do nothing but a full segment on positive Patriot topics. Six well, games to go. Yeah. Wow. I need to that, tune into that. What uh? What do you got from this game? Give me a. <laughs> I have a couple off the top of my head. I'm going to see if they they match up. But what do you got from positives? Yeah. Um, I thought the pass rush was really good today. I mm-hmm. think it was sort of a, a complete 180 from like the last time they sort of had Matthew Judon. I thought you know Jennings got after the passer. Josh Uche didn't actually record a single stat, at least not the last time I checked. But he was in Devito's face all day. Um, obviously they had a couple of safety blitzes too with like Peppers and uh. And Kyle Duggar, that looked good. So, though, I mean, I guess those were positives. Um, I mean, if you want to say, like, Ramondre and Zeke ran hard, that's a positive, but I don't really care about that, to be frank. Like, right? I mean, running backs don't really do it for me. I think they're sort of plug-and-play, and not to say that – not to take anything away from those guys, but, yeah, that was great, but that doesn't really do anything for me. Um, and then <laughs> – I don't know, it's, man. It's like a struggle. Douglas no, Mike, a it's a plays. struggle. It's, it is a struggle. Like, I'm not – I wish I had more for you, but, I mean, I don't know. The, the safeties looked pretty good. I'll, I'll give you that. So we've got the safeties and the punt. What about you, Andy? What were your other ones? Because I, yeah. I kind of – I would love to know. I'd love I'd love well, some help on this one. Uh, you know I have a soft spot for Ramondre. I think this is the third straight right. game that Ramondre has run really well. Um, so I would put that in the the top there. I have the the pass rush, six different guys getting to mm-hmm. the quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's a good sign. Um, there's not a lot. I'm not going to lie to you that it kind of no. Peter. Oh, my guy Bryce Beringer. Beringer. Beringer continued. Oh yeah, sure. The punch like is good. Yep. Yeah, and it, and it was the first two. Like the first one, he had to bomb it, and he did. And then the next one was plus fifty, and it was like a thirty something yarder, but downed inside like the seven yard line. So, um, you know, you drafted a punter and a kicker. And at least you have a punter anyway. <laughs> I don't know about the kicker. Yeah. So we yeah, will build the new of foundation of the new foundation of Foxborough football Nick. built on yeah. a punter. Yeah. Yep. And you have Nick Folk in Tennessee, like booming the ball and hitting like ninety five percent of his kicks this season. Wow. Well, ninety five point five percent. Ninety five point five percent, Mike. Very well done, Michael. Uh, that's Belichick <laughs> playing chess, not checkers. If he had Nick Folk, yeah. Folk hits the field goal, <laughs> you might win the game, and then you might be picking seventh instead of second or third. So Belichick, always ahead of the curve. Baby. Hey, speaking of so positive as- thing, go ahead, Mike. No, as you as you talk about the whole you know losing and winning and tanking whatever, I see the L.A. Rams convert a third and third and five, and the Rams are now up twenty four to eight on the Cardinals. So we're not even going to have the second pick after today. We're going to be stuck at three after the loss. A lot of football, a lot of football left to be played. Don't you worry. Yeah, eh, they're not winning that game. Uh, speaking of draft picks, because we only have one, two, three, five months to figure out who we hope the Patriots pick, <laughs> and of course they won't. We'll see who's actually making those picks. So much. As we've gone from Pats Nation to Resignation now to Speculation Nation on the rest of the season and the offseason to come, Mike, did you get a chance to watch a lot of college football, including yesterday's game of the week, maybe the game of the season between Michigan and Ohio State? And has anyone turned your head or caught your eye as a potential future Patriot? I mean, yeah, I love Marvin Harrison Jr. I know that's kind of the the obvious pick, but I mean, that guy could play in the NFL today and be a top 10 wide receiver easily. So, like, I'm I'm good with him at pick number three. Obviously, uh, Drake May got hurt yesterday. I don't know um, I don't know what his status is, but if you're picking in the top two, I still think you take one of Williams or May. Um, but I mean, man, Jaden Daniels, the LSU quarterback, uh, he went off again yesterday against Texas A&M. Um, if you can't get one of those two guys early, and you do have to quote unquote settle for Marvin Harrison Jr. and then you can pair him with a new quarterback in Jaden Daniels who is fast as hell. Uh, can run the ball, can throw the ball, you know, racks up touchdowns. He's athletic. Um, I think a guy like that, who I, I think Jaden Daniels is going to win the Heisman. I know people think mm-hmm. Bo Nix, but I mean, Daniels has been awesome the last couple of weeks. And I just think that's the sort of quarterback you can build around. Um, and again, you have to gut it. I, I don't want to go back with Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick here with this guy. I think you get Jaden Daniels, you get someone who can run a system around him, and then you move forward that way. Um, so those are the two that caught my eye was Marvin Harrison and then obviously Jaden Daniels from LSU. Just right. real quick, update. Yep. The uh, Cardinals still get to play the Steelers and the Bears. So those are games that I think the Cardinals could win and Steelers help the Patriots. Okay. Four, Andy. Yeah, I know, but they're not that good. They keep winning games. They they do they do that thing where they win, and, and I don't think Tomlin's a great coach, but he never loses. Like 
the the Cardinals could upset the Steelers just like the Patriots could. But yeah, won't. I don't understand how they're seven and four. I don't either. But I know they barely score happens. every week. Well, Pickett hasn't turned the ball over in seven starts, so you begin there. It's not bad. They hasn't also scored yeah, many but times. But their really defense turnovers yeah. are bad. Somebody should tell Mac. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. boy. All right, Mike. Well, thanks for a couple minutes on your Sunday night. Uh, hopefully <laughs> this was a uh, one of the more positive parts of your Patriots-consuming process. We'll look forward to reading you this week. We'll hear you on the Six Rings podcast and everything else. Folks, give him a follow. Mike at Mike Cadlick. Cadlick with a K, like cars for kids with a K. At Mike Cadlick. And, of course, you can read him at com. Thanks, buddy. Have a great rest of your week. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon as we continue to celebrate Thanksgiving here on WEI. Thanks, guys. We'll have the same exact conversation a week from now. Talk to you soon. (laughs) (laughs) There is no point. Time is a flat circle. We live in Groundhog's Day. 617, that was Mike Hedlick on the Harvard Hotline here on Six Rings Postgame. 617-779-7937 is your number. We'll check in hopefully later with Christian Fourier. We'll get back to your calls as well. We'll look into what's going on in the games around the rest of the league. Some actual fun games are being played in the 4 o'clock spot. I would like to watch fun football again one day. Let's catch you up on everything else going on in the wide world of sports, including the Boston landscape with producer Joe Braverman. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys. And visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. What is that decision in the second half uh, for you to come in? Yeah, as far as I know, we walked in the locker room and uh, OB just looked at me and just said, hey, you're starting off second half. And I said, yes, sir. And that was really about it. Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi on the process in which he learned he would be (laughs) today's football game. He played the second half. He threw a touchdown. He threw a pick. And the Patriots still lost. 10-7, your final once again, in case you missed it. Oh, what a game. Oh, what a barn burner. Oh, what a home stretch for the 2023 season. Only six games left, folks. Only six games to go. It used to be three games to glory, and now it's six games to shame. Six, six games, games to freedom. Hey, how about six game? How about six games to the second pick? It'll be five games to freedom. I like that one, Joe. This is tough. This is definitely tough. But you know what? Tough times don't last, right, Andy? Tough people do. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. These feel like they're lasting a couple of years here. <laughs> Speaking of tough people lasting, uh, hanging in all this time before we get a chance to get back to the phones, our pal Jake in Australia would like to talk uh, yes. today's Patriots game. Uh, what is it? Good morning, Jake. Good morning. How are we? <laughs> Not great, Bob. Not great. Not great, Jake. Not great. Yeah, it's great waking up every Monday morning and starting your week with a loss. <laughs> Welcome to our world, friend. It's the new case of the Mondays. It's, it's a new case of, should I start day drinking? Yes. The answer is yes. yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> yep. Beautiful. I just, I, I can't get my head around how Bill can uh, happily bench a Demario Douglas after a couple of us faults, mm-hmm. but can't bench, bench Mac when he sucks right now. 
Well, he has. I mean, he, why he sh- you're, you're saying he should have benched him before today's game. He shouldn't have gotten the start, and it should have been Zappy yes. from the get-go, yeah? He, yes. He, he should have got the dog house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's in a I different was house now. Mac, but he's, he's, oh, yes, he will be, unfortunately, but uh, he's uh, no longer going to be here, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think I, I think Jake, you're going to basically be looking at as we've been saying here on the show for a while now. You'll be looking at an organization wide flush afterwards. I don't think the people that pick the players to play the game will be here. I don't think the people that coach the players that play the game, and I don't think a lot of the players that particularly play for this version of the team are going to be around as uh, very long as well. And. This but may also this all one? lead into something that we were just going to discuss here on the program, and we appreciate the call, Jake. Hopefully better days are ahead for you, uh, and uh, enjoy that ice-cold beverage, and please, of course, Patriots responsibly, whether you're down under or here at home as well. That's Andy a dedicated does, fan. That, that, it's a great we, we need fan. To pause for one of my favorites. It's easy for us to bitch about watching the Patriots from 1 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon because we get paid to do so, or fans to watch it on the East Coast, West. Yeah. Like, that guy's following the Patriots. Three in the morning, Australia time, Australia. and watching the Pats. Yeah. Why? First of all, <laughs> I'd say why. <laughs> Please stop. Get some good sleep. Be happy well, when you go to work. People in London, day. and you know the German Pats fans, the UK Patriots. They're watching around supper time, after supper. I'd just like yeah. to put the kids to bed watching that crap show. But Jake, does Jake ever get a good game to watch? Like it's either in the middle of the night, or if it's a night game, it's probably in the middle of Monday, right? So he's trying to work and watch and like. The Patriots, never... there's been one good game. I mean, but the first two games are reasonably entertaining. They lost both at home. For, of course, the Eagles game and Dolphins game both got off to bad starts, but there was some excitement towards the end. Booty misses the foot drag, half yard for Cole Strange. Really one good game all year, the Buffalo game. That's it. Forever. No, no, no. I'm talking about he has to invest to watch every game. Yeah, there's it's a 16-hour it's it's difference between Boston and Canberra, right. Australia, which that so, could be. It's it. Right. That's five a.m. So, that's a five a.m. That's a four thirty wake up, quick shower, cup of coffee, pats. Oof, yeah, that's, that's not good. The, and then oh, if it's a night awful. game, it's in the middle of the day. Like there's never Ugh. a good time for him to watch, and yet he keeps watching and he keeps calling. So that man, Robert Kraft, you should send him something because yes, we agree. Send him something good, and then do something. Actually, Robert, don't send him anything. I bet you Jake would appreciate more than you sending him like oh a football or a picture. You know what he'd like you to send. Good games his way in the future. Go get a quarterback and a coach and a GM. Turn this ship around. That's what he would like over there in Australia. And, good, and, by, ship, and by ship, you'd like to replace the last letter with yes. something else. I thought I was good there by not slipping and accidentally saying what I was thinking. But but we were all thinking what you didn't say. Don't yes. you worry about that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, what? Do you, maybe send him uh, David David in the cars tickets that he was going to donate to charity. But then he, that would that would require flying all the way up here just yeah, to watch no. the Patriots probably get throttled by the Chargers and the Chiefs, who are currently up on the Raiders. And what is a very entertaining game right now on the Central Broadcasting? Jake system. does make a good point about the benching, the fact that Demario Douglas, as a rookie, like mm-hmm. one fumble, he gets pulled, right. but Mac Jones is just kind of just thrown out there without any semblance of getting well, hooked until he desperately needs it. Yeah, but that's, what, but that's what he does all the time, though, and that doesn't work But anymore. not with Mac. He benches Mac, and then he plays the next week. He benches him for a hellacious turnover, play the next week. Benched for a hellacious turnover, play the next week. Benched for a hellacious turnover, play the next week. Do What's we think that's for any week? particular purpose or reason, Andy? Well, because I think Mac's the best quarterback on the team, sadly. I mean, I think it's that simple. You know, he used the phrase, they both deserve to play for both Mac and Zappi as well as Trent Brown and Connor McDermott. The deserve to play, Mac is a good quarterback. Or, no, 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 excuse me. Whoa, strike that from the right. Drop that. I accidentally said Mac was a good quarterback. I'm you not hitting the dump button on that one. No, nope, you're going to have to live with that one, Andrew. Um, he He's the best they have in terms of talent, but he's so broken that it doesn't work anymore. And that's when you were talking to Jake about big picture stuff. We got plenty of time to talk about that. What's going to happen this week? Because I legitimately don't believe Mac should be active this week. I don't. That's what I, I said earlier. Bailey Zappi should start. Yes. But you don't have a backup to that. Will Greer is cut because they needed Connor McDermott on the roster. And Malik Cunningham doesn't actually practice at quarterback. He's a wide receiver. So I guess you'd have to have Mac active unless you bring Will Greer back on the practice squad and then bring Will Greer back to the active roster, even though you keep cutting him, so you clearly don't think very much of him. Like... I continue to use the word mismanagement when he cut all the quarterbacks and you just had Mac 
And then there was those reports, oh, they're looking to go get a veteran, and it was like Colt McCoy, but he's hurt. Nope, can't get him, and Will Greer. Like, they have bungled this beyond belief, truly beyond belief, to the point where I don't know what they should do because there's legitimately no good options. There's no good plans of attack to take the field against the Chargers this week and have two actual competitive, competent, prepared quarterbacks ready to go. I think when they released Will Greer yesterday to make room for Connor McDermott, now whether or not Will Greer is brought back onto the active roster tomorrow, we will see. But when they made, when they designated him for assignment, whatever, on waivers, et cetera, I don't imagine anyone's going to claim, at least we haven't read as much to date. That was there. you ready for this, Andy? 15th quarterback transaction, transaction of the year. 15th. Yeah. You know what that what says? What healthy you football stand. team makes 15 quarterback transitions transactions in a season? Oh, well, nobody. But no, I don't exactly. even care about that. Like the the, I just thought it was a bad sign when you cut Zappy at the end of camp because you told the world we don't think he's very good. We don't care if we lose him. We don't have a backup quarterback. But he's your backup quarterback. Like I thought, you sent a message to him and the team that you think so little of him to utilize him in that way. I just they have screwed this so badly and. All along the way, every step of the way, they have screwed. And have you noticed the whispers this week that it was all Bill O'Brien? Like it's always been his decision. He's the one making the decision. Oh, so now we're throwing Bill O'Brien under the bus? I thought Bill made all the decisions around here. Now now it's Bill O'Brien's fault, the way they've mismanaged the quarterback position. Like, it is getting ugly, ugly in New England. Sure is, Andy. It sure is. We go down to the 401. The little state with a big attitude. One of our favorite callers, Paul in Rhode Island, weighs in on the Six Rings postgame show. Hi, Paul. Good evening. Hi, guys. You know how bad the Giants are? Real bad. Real bad. Now, let me tell you. You know the difference between a uh, pizza boy and a altar boy? Do you know the difference between that? Max well, Jones. I'm afraid, of where, I'm afraid like of where this is going to go already, but what's the difference right. between a pizza boy and an altar boy? Okay. Uh, here's the difference. The difference is you got Bill Belichick behind all this, okay? And I'm swear to you, I swear to you, that if this doesn't go any other way next week, that this is not good. This is not good for the fans. It's not good for whoever you get. The third quarterback, whether it's Cunningham or uh, whether it's, uh, well, you just said it, uh, Billy Gray. I say Billy Gray. But it's Willie Grant. Listen, this was terrible. This was terrible. For for the love of God, are you? Do you know where you live? Do you know who you play for? You play for the highest marketing team in the NFL. Do you understand me? If you play the first two games, like you did against Philly and 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 Miami. I, I pardon you. I swear to God, I pardon you because you know what? They're just better than you. But at least you lost that way. But to, to lose this way and to lose all those other games, I don't pardon you. It's a disgrace to the fans. Forget about who's the quarterback. Forget about who's the coach. I am telling you, you are disgracing our marketing team in the NFL. Goodbye. Well, thank you very much, Paul. And scene. He even announced his own exit, Andy. Yep, I liked it. I didn't even have to. I let him go free for a minute there because, as I've said time and again, I truly believe that when Paul from Rhode Island calls, it is the closest thing we get to performance art here on WEI in the Six Rings postgame show. In this scene, uh, Mr. Stevens will play the role of Fitzy. Mr. Hart will play the role of Andy. Yep, and... Uh, Paul from Rhode Island will play the voice of the frustrated Foxborough fan. Uh, I, I've never heard him actually, like, he kind of knocks it. He always calls the, the, the Patriots the biggest marketing team. Now, we're not obviously the biggest market in the NFL. It's a market. It's media market 10 overall, so it's still pretty significant in terms of NFL markets and major American cities. But I think he talks about the, the brand recognition, the success rate, the fact that the Patriots always get involved in things. Because if you want to t make a news story pop, if you want to help a scandal really take flight, you involve the Patriots, attach them to any player, any rumor, whatever it is. 
and you'll probably get your reads, your clicks, your likes, your retweets, etc., uh, or your quotes or whatever, if you attach the Patriots. How much longer is that going to last, Andy? I feel like if they keep this up, it's going to be like, ah, Pats, uh, it's kind of old. Like, it's not fun to mention them anymore. Oh, yeah, no, we are stinky, and so stinky we're becoming irrelevant. Remember about, I don't know, probably five or six weeks ago, Pro Football Talk's power rankings put the Patriots at 32. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, they don't really believe that. They're just doing that for clicks. They probably really think they're like 26 or 27, but they know if they I put them 32. <laughs> now I think they legitimately just put them at 32, and I don't. You're, it's not clickbait. You're just telling the world what you really believe. Because yeah. that's how – you know what I was just thinking? Last week, after they lost to the Colts, 10-6 mm-hmm. in Germany, when mm-hmm. Mac Jones threw that hellacious pick and he was benched, and then Zappi came in and he threw the pick – my column on Monday morning was, so this is what bottoming out looks like for the Patriots. Um, can I just re-rack that one for tomorrow? Because I think we re-bottomed out yeah. today. It's a, it's a different bottoming out. This now, th- Maybe that's I, the whole thing. Maybe you just, you know, you hyperlink it to last week I wrote this. Yeah. And, and yeah. now we've and actually I was right found then. a way. <laughs> I'm more right now. Yeah, I mean, we're just going to keep <sighs> just going to keep going and going and chasing the bottom and circling the drain and. I get it. No one had it better. We had the double dynastic run, uh, but you know we're not supposed to complain, and we're great. That's over. But That's history. This, I know it's long since over. Now at this point, now we are here just talking about dear rest of the football world. We're entitled to care about this team right now and where they're going in the future. We don't think it's very good. It's really tough to choke this down. There is no spoonful of sugar that helps this medicine go down. It is an awful, awful product. I don't get it. I really. And I just can't believe that it's gotten this bad. I mean, it's like, yes, there will have been a worse Patriots team in terms of record and losing percentage. And we probably saw, like you said, bigger blowouts, worse outcomes, lesser efforts. But this is truly like it's just awful to have on Bill Belichick's ledger, on his resume, on his watch. This greatest coach of all time now is going to have one of the worst teams of the third decade of the 21st century on his LinkedIn page as well. That's just... Well, he did it. Real. It's his doing. I know. That's what he said. Like, build, the co- build the GM as Dan build the coach. He yeah. said, you know, if things don't go... Yeah, build the coach well. sucks too. I mean, excuse my French, but Bill oh. the coach decided to split reps this week. Bill the coach didn't tell certain people who was playing quarterback, didn't tell the I quarterback. Didn't. Like, that's Bill the coach. That's not Bill the GM. I Bill the coach is not doing anything. any favors for Bill the coach either. All right. right uh... No, he's not. Not in the least bit. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. Matt, Paul, Glenn, Dave, don't you guys go anywhere. We're going to get to all of your calls in just a few minutes. When we come back, it's Foyer time. Christian Fourier from the Midday Show checks in here with his thoughts on how far things have fallen. He's the one who keeps telling us it can get worse. Christian, please tell me it possibly can't get worse, can it? We'll find out in just moments here on Six Rings, WEI. I have a it's feeling this is been not... a long yeah. day yeah. without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. Nope, it's not a holiday song to Come cheer me up. It's more sad music. That's all we get these days. Sad music, began. sad outcomes, oh, sad endings, sad fans, sad trombones. This is WSAD, again. the saddest sports radio station in the country. And now, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline... The man who won two Super Bowls with the team works our midday program. A generally jovial soul who told us weeks ago, guys, get ready. It's only going to get worse. Christian Fourier, how could it possibly get any worse? Oh, my gosh. It just you keep thinking that you hit the bottom and then you realize there's another level. Yep. Isn't that it's just every time you hit you think you hit the bottom. You realize there's a trap door. There's a there's just something else for you to fall on. There's some pratfall or whatever the hell you call it, Fitzy. You're the movie guy. Where like it's just like you just realize you're just snake bit. Listen, you guys, you're playing the sad songs. I'm like, oh, let me watch a Christmas movie. So I threw her on Christmas Vacation to get myself in the holiday spirit because oh, the season is over. Yeah. Well, right now, basically, we're all Clark Griswold, and we're somewhere between. Where the cat caught fire, the squirrel comes out of the tree, and we found out that we just got the Jelly of the Month Club. Like, where's the turnaround? I mean, right now I feel like I just found out Cousin Eddie just came in and told me the <laughs> that the crapper was full. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Say that. Yeah. I don't. It's funny. Like, I was even today I was sitting there thinking about it. When I, when I, if you really want to like realize 
how far and how bad things have gotten. Just the last three games the Patriots have played, the quarterbacks of the other team, the other team were Sam Howell, Gardner Minshew, and Tommy DeVito, the good, the kid from Jersey that everybody loves. And you couldn't beat those guys. You could, nope. that, that used to be a game that you would look at and be like, okay, easy one. Rookie, young quarterback, disgruntled employees, uh, coordinator, you know, uh, lost his, that lost his way. You'll grab some turnovers. You'll get some non-offensive touchdowns. You'll play complimentary football. You'll play field and then you'll win the game. Like that's three wins. If if that should be easily three wins, but it's so bad. You're so inept and so bad on offense that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I I basically feel like the Patriots defense uh, pulled a shutout. But you know it's never going to look that way because they got ten points off turnovers. But uh, they did their job. Offense put them in a crappy position. So, Christian, I think this is one of Bill Belichick's worst weeks or two-week spans. The way he mismanaged the quarterback situation with the reps and the—I still don't know when people found out who was starting all of it: the quarterbacks, the offense, this and that. What do you make of everything that went into the way he handled the quarterback situation over the last week and a half? You're right. You're right. He keeps pulling the wrong lever. He just keeps pulling the wrong lever. And um, even like the post-game press conference, I thought was real just, he just said, screw it. He had enough saying the same stupid thing. You know, Mac Jones speaks. He's, he looks so lame. Uh, Zappy talks. No, no one wants to say anything. Andrews, nobody says anything. They all look so dumb to me, all of them. And I just wish, I would have more empathy for them if they came out and said, you know what, guys, like if I'm Mac Jones, I, I, I sucked. I don't know what the problem is. I can't figure it out. I'm doing my best. Bill, hey, I don't know what I'm I, – I, I don't know, but I thought this would work. It's worked in the past, but nobody's responding. The quarterbacks are just – they're not responding. You're not getting any of that. Like the whole two-quarterback system – you know what it really shows me? The fact that Mac was, was – was the starter shows me how unbelievably bad Bailey Zappi is. Mm-hmm. If any other situation, Mac never sees the field again, but he'll keep getting opportunities and he'll get more opportunities. He'll probably play next week because no. Zappi, he'll play next week. I'm not saying he'll starting. Look at Zappi. If you guys, if you took out um, the history and the personalities of these two quarterbacks and you would, you would watch this game for the first time. You'd watch these two quarterbacks for the first time. They each played a half. Who would you start? Who do you think earned? Who played better? Who did more? The hot dog guy. The hot dog guy. Yeah, play the hot dog guy. <laughs> Christian, they're so bad. Like you've heard, they're you probably horrible. heard. Yeah, but whether it was on your post game or you know listening to ours, whatever. Like you probably have come across all the stats now. Like first team in the last three years to give up sixty-two or fewer points over four games and not win a single damn game. Uh, Amazing. Belichick, like. First team in 30 years in the NFL to give up 10 points or fewer in back-to-back games and not win either game. Uh, first time Belichick's going to have two losing seasons back-to-back in 30 years, 31 years since he was with Cleveland. Um, just the offensive, like, how about this one? Did you see this one about Mac Jones? I mean, this is this is remarkable. This is how bad Mac was today, Christian. Uh, how do you like these <laughs> apples? So, if Mac Jones, this blows my mind here. I just got to open up. Sorry about that, pal. Mac Jones, who oh, was 12, 21, 89 yards, yeah. a sack and two picks, compiling a passer rating of 27.8 in the first half. Had he simply thrown every pass directly into the ground and went 0 for 21, his passer rating would have been 39.6. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, when you start, when you start doing uh, commentary and analysis and some of the things, the phrases and the words you start with, is first time. It's usually first time great stats. Or now it's and that's used to be what the Patriots had. First time ever they've done won this many games, this many completions, whatever. Now it's first time ever nothing but bad stats, nothing but horrible numbers. Mm-hmm. That to me, it's just and when I say it's still going to get worse, it is going to get worse. It most uh, it's undoubtedly going to get worse. So one of the quarterbacks is going to get hurt. One of the uh, offensive linemen are going to get screw it. The defensive players are going to be fed up, and they're going to have enough of it and be like, what the hell? 
it's going to get worse. I mean, the Troy Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster thing, fighting out, fighting on the sideline. This is what happens. And you still got six games left. Oh. How does Bill, how does, how does he keep this group together? How does he do it? Because I'm going to tell you, a lot of guys are going to be like, screw this. I don't care about your – that's why you see Hunter Henry and David Andrews and, you know, Dietrich Wise, those robotics say the same damn thing over and over again, guys. Oh, God, it's so played out. Can't take it anymore. So uh, I'm going to ask this question, even though I think the tone of that answer says it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> does this team win another game? Well, I'm not going to pick them to win anymore. I picked them like like an idiot today. You picked them today? I was just feeling the, in the in the feeling of Thanksgiving. I just like I'm no, it's know, Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, take out the idiot version. It's Thanksgiving. Better. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, let's just go with no. I, I just go with no. I don't. <laughs> How about no? How about no? no? How about never? Uh, there, I tell you what. There's a better chance of them going defeated. The, uh, the remaining six games and there are them winning. I would say so, that would I would take that line. So that means Bill Belichick has already won his final game as a Patriot. Oh my! God. Yeah. Or if you're going to that, they're parting ways. And right. I, and I do say so. Here's what's going to happen: more rumors, more like you know leaks of stuff and this. You're it's going to get worse. There's no way it gets better. Like, this is such a runaway train. It's amazing. I just can't – I never thought I'd see it. I, I, I've been on some crappy teams, and I've never been on a team like, that had this many issues. And I, I played for the Washington Redskins, you know, with Joe yeah. Gibbs. Joe, shout um, Joe Gibbs. Yeah, so, didn't you guys yep, make the playoffs is. every other year? <laughs> Wait, what? Gibbs, didn't Gibbs make the playoffs at least once in his return when he came back as crazy old Joe? Uh, he didn't make it with me, and then the very next year they did make it to the playoffs. But See? so who I was mean, the problem, Joe or Christian? Yeah, that was definitely Joe. <laughs> definitely Joe. And Joe was making. I remember him. He was making the same these these accomplished coaches. Like I remember uh, Gibbs doing the same thing the year I was there. Like it, he had two, you know, reputable uh, a coordinator and a, and a defense and offensive coordinator. And both times it was this weird. Like he kept change, changing his mind in the fourth week and the sixth weeks, and then he took control of them, and he got rid of the coordinator. Then he called the plays, and then he said no more shifting, and then he and he just called it and ran it. It was amazing. He just was chasing his tail, you know. Um, so I don't know, guys. It just I'm just trying to figure out, like, what do I what do I personally get out of this six weeks? How do I want this six weeks to go for myself? This is all about Quickly. me being selfish now. Yeah, I want them to go quickly, honestly. I know we're not supposed to wish away yeah. a day, an hour, uh, a minute, a second of our very fleeting time on this planet, Christian. This is interminable. This is just, this is awful. There is, I, I weeks ago, I described this season as my least favorite one that I could remember and a completely joyless slog. And so I ask you this, uh, aside from maybe watching a little extra college football to find out who you may be in love with, who your draft crush is five months before the freaking draft in the first place. Where do you think we could possibly derive any joy from the remainder of this football season? I, I, I'm, I can tell you, like, the only thing that was like, if there was some sort of resurrection, right? Like, just something happened. Right. I don't know, like, you know, Mac Jones, you know, swallows some sort of like ultraviolet, like, uh, you know, radioactive something or he gets bit by a spider. And there's like there's this crazy resurrection where he just plays great. Like, that would be fun. Yeah, so you, I doubt it. So you won't get any fun about um, tanking <laughs> because I, I have embraced tanking. I'm all in on it. I want I think to I talk am too. about the quarterbacks i want to have a top yeah. two or three pick and harris if you have a top three pick we can convince ourselves that there is a foundational franchise tentpole player coming next april and that's enough to get through this uh, and i think they're going to screw this up too because oh, Jesus. I, and listen, there's no reason no, he's right he's right andy let him let him finish i swear no, but no, but like, there's no reason to win the games so it's just like you should right. be you should be positioning yourself for the draft yes there's no, and I would say this, there's no shame in that. It's good business. Yep. Teams rebuild and they restock and they start yes. over again. Like, and I remember this Mike Tomlin quote years ago, and I'll get off because I know you guys got a break. I remember, I don't know who he was, who he was talking to. It was this one defensive player. 
and he was just like, and he he was talking to him during the game. He was like, man, I hope we never suck enough to draft a guy like you. And wow. I was like, wow, that's that's, yep. that's where the Patriots are at, you know, because he was so good. Like, you hope you're never in a position to get the, these great players, like top five picks. But hell, the Patriots are there, there are there now. I hope they don't screw it up. Hey, uh, Christian, I'll let you go with this one too. I know you as a fellow FanDuel endorser. I, if they could put odds on the Patriots only winning one game the rest of the season and it being the final game of the year, or the season rather, which would technically take place next year, and it would be Belichick beating the Jets on his way out the door as the coach of the Patriots just so he could not lose to the Jets and get one last win as the coach of the Patriots and also screw the Pats and their draft pick in the process, I'd put the house on it like I should have the under today. Mm. You know what I'm? You know what I would like to bet on. This is the next one that Georgia could beat the Patriots. <laughs> the University of Georgia could be. That's that's going to be. Next. I want to see it now. Yeah. Bowers yeah. goes that's for big... eight catches and 125 yards and yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah, I love that. I love that discussion. I think it's ludicrous. I think it's nuts. It, it could never happen. But whatever. What you don't think that would be more interesting than Chargers Pats? Come on. Well, they did used to play an all-star game against yeah. the pros. Like, the college all-stars used to play against the, the pros in the preseason. That used to be a thing before the college football season even started, which is nuts. But they did it. Anyways. Those are, those All right, boys. Sim- those are simpler times, my friend. Thanks for joining us, Christian. All right. Later, boys. There See he ya. goes. Christian Fourier from the Midday Show. Don't miss Christian Fourier tomorrow. They'll have Hunter Henry on. He'll probably be in a terrific mood, as well as some other Patriot members. Uh, they're on from 10A to 2P. You can catch it live, listen to it on WEI.com, or you can always download and use the Odyssey app on a Patriots Monday or any day you want to get some of our excellent frequency-modulated sports talk and football content. Christian joins us, of course, via the Harbor One hotline. 617-779-7937 is the number. When we come back, the home stretch on this extended supersize edition of the Six Rings Post game show, we'll have Andy's thumbs up, thumbs down on the day. The Cars for Kids player of the game, and then we will put this one to sweet, sweet good night. 617-779-7937 is your telephone number. It's the Six Rings Post Game Show. Wrapping up soon here on WEI. Rattling from 35. With a chance to tie the game. Rollins kick. One of the final plays from today's game, ultimately a deciding play. Uh, was Chad Ryland missing from 35 to seal the deal. Giants 10, Patriots 7. This is the Six Rings postgame show. Home stretch here, about 15 minutes left as we wrap up a postgamer. <clears throat> well, we've tried to find some positives. We looked for some silver linings. You know, on an, on such a good weekend too, Andy. It was such a nice time to reconnect with family and friends, people playing in turkey bowls, high school reunions, delicious meals, had a, just ate like a champion. So many laughs, great memories, quality time with my kids, everything I could have possibly asked for and then some. And then this, like what an it just brings your weekend to a screeching halt. Like what a thud against the wall after such a good couple of days. Look, you can't win them all. I understand Someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose. But the painful way in which they're doing it. And now hearing this missed kick replayed for the umpteenth time on the program. Now I feel worse for like some people are obviously happy the Patriots lost and improved their draft stock. It'll put an end to this miserable season quicker. But I feel like poor Ryland must just feel like such an ass. I know he's going to be heralded as a hero because he helped bring about the chance to get the third or the second or the first overall pick. But. The guy's just got to be feeling like absolute crud right now. And I was checking our our pal Michael Hurley's notes on Twitter uh, from uh, CBS uh, 10 here, or rather the CBS local affiliate in Boston. He's And he tweeted out earlier like, oh, I guess this is a good time for me to check my notes on Chad Ryland from training camp. I don't know if you happened to be there that day or saw this, Andy, but he had written consecutively, Ryland wide left from 30, Ryland wide left from 35, Ryland wide left from 38. I think we've seen a pattern develop here with the young kicker. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. He's a young kicker. Young ki- kickers miss kicks. It's kind of the cost of doing business um, in that job and, and giving them that role. That is the simple reality. Adam Vinatieri was 
very close to his time in New England ending before it ever reached uh, Hall of Fame status. Uh, I do not recall being there that day when he missed that many kicks in a row. It may have happened. Uh, maybe I wasn't there. Maybe I wasn't paying attention closely enough. I think Chad Ryland looks like a rookie kicker with a strong leg that needs to get more consistent. Um, I like his um, attitude. I can remember going, if you want to go back to training camp, when there was a bad snap that he missed a kick, and he said, if I kick it, I own it. No excuses. Mm -hmm. And today he said the same thing uh, after the game. He's a stand-up professional. I don't know how good he'll be. He missed a kick that you have to make in the National Football League today. That is, I mean, hell, my son's high school team lost on a 42-yard field goal as time expired. So that's high school That's a kid making a 42-yarder in high school, for God's (laughs) sakes. He's got to make a 35-yarder in the middle. He does, but that doesn't mean he sucks and he's never going to be a good kicker. Um, It's unfortunate. It's the growing pains of a young kicker. It's just... The, the reality of the situation, but I'm not. I'm I'm far more ready to give up on every single quarterback on the roster and depth chart than I am the kicker. Yeah, no, I'm not giving up on Chad Ryland by any stretch. Just because of the two of the two people who kicked the football that were drafted in 2023, Bryce Barringer and Chad Ryland. Just because Bryce Barringer is having the better season to date doesn't mean I'm giving up on Ryland. He's taking his lumps and his knocks now, and may very well uh, come out of the come through the other side smelling like roses. But boy. And you may benefit. He, he gets he, the experience. Maybe he needs of to go through this. Yeah, right. But you get to lose, so you get the better draft pick. So that by the time you have the stud quarterback, you got your kicker who's ready to hit game-winning field goals for your stud quarterback. Boom! Positive Andy guy. Dan Positive writes. Andy back in the fold. Looks like someone's warming up a slot. Do you ever notice though, Fitzy, that when Andy spins it positive, he looks more at the negative to make it positive? Wait, what? that's just that's the that's hardifying things. It's I'm just it's kidding. just him saying, "Hey, if they suck, if they suck, if they suck, they'll be good." Well, yeah, that's all we have now. That's all we're left. With. <laughs> good really point. All, good point. It's really all we have, Joe. <laughs> hey, Andy. Before we get to the thumbs up and thumbs down, probably not a lot of thumbs up and way more thumbs down. Let's uh, clean up the last couple calls. Okay. Paul in my hometown of Braintree. Hi, Paul. Hey, gentlemen. How are you? Hope you had a good holiday. You as well. Sir. You know, you, you could you, you could tell from the start of the game by the play calling that they have zero confidence. In the passing game, they're throwing these short little screens. They barely went deep once, you know, never down the seam. They have no confidence in the passing game at all. Yet, I think, my opinion, we have a decent running game. Stick with it. Ezekiel Elliott, I think, is a pretty good pickup. He seems to be doing well. Why not just keep running the football? It's working. Because if you win, you win. You don't have to be pretty, just effective. You know, And but it's obvious that they have zero confidence in this passing game now just by the play calling. It's... So let's just finish the season and go in the next year. Have a good night, guys. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate the call. Yeah, you can't, as far as we're concerned, this season can't finish quickly enough. Yeah, there were a lot of people online, even in-game. Jonathan Vilma was wondering aloud, why aren't they running the ball more? Running was Mm -hmm. working. Mondre was getting three to eight per carry. He almost ripped off a couple long ones. Zeke was hammering him. He was given the feed Zeke sign. And yet still... Back to the passing game. Oh, that one missed. Uh, that one almost got Douglas killed on that one. Oh, Parker missed that one. Up, oh, Gasicki and Mack aren't on the same page. I mean, the passing game, let alone the quarterback who started today, are also broken. Just go, go Michigan style. Pretend there's a windstorm in Buffalo and run the damn ball sixty times. Yeah, I would have. Um, I I thought Ramondre in the as I said the last three weeks and today in particular, twenty one for ninety eight, four point seven a carry, nine for forty six for Elliott, like. They had 150. See if you can get 300. And they did run the ball, by the way, 31 times, which in an NFL game is a lot. But I would have shot for 41 times, 51 times, whatever. That's the one thing they feel like they do pretty well right now. Although they still had that thing where they get like the first down seven-yard run, then they run on second down and get nothing, and now all of a sudden it's third down and they're afraid to run, so they throw it and then they punt. Yep. Patriots offense 2023. Catch the fever. It's electric. It's not a good fever. (laughs) Oh, I got the fever, all right. Glenn is in Grafton. Glenn, good evening. Hi, Fitzy. We're we're going old school on this one. You ready? I'm ready. Strap it in, baby. Let's go. Okay, hypothetical. Who would you rather have under center, Mac Jones or Tony Eason? Uh, They are the same person, sir. Tony Eason went to a Super That's it? Well, you hung on for that one, huh? Okay. I mean, yeah, they're the same. Right they now, really, you could I, put anybody on the Mac Jones or side of it, and I would take mm-hmm. the or. Is there any or you wouldn't take right now? Uh, Michael Orr. I would take him. 
He's a big dude. <laughs> he can protect himself out there. Yeah, I suppose. Um, no, I, I, Mac Jones. I don't want to see Mac Jones. I feel bad for Mac Jones. Nathan he's a Peterman. Man. I would take Nathan Peterman because he's different. The devil I don't know. Mac Jones is as broken as anyone. So I've you ever just seen. take anyone over Mac because they're not Mac. Just yeah. because because they're not Mac. Even anybody but Mac. Anybody well, that's but why Mac. we were banging the drum for Greer this week. I think that's yes. why Devin McCourty on the Greg Hill Show earlier this week said <laughs> he thought it was going to be Will Greer. And he got cut. I love it. No, I'm not laughing at you, Devin. I, I have advocated for Greer. I just think it's funny that he advocated for Greer and he got cut. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, I think this guy's going to start. Oh, you do, do you? I, I'm sure you, Belichick Devin. probably heard that and was like, that's it. <laughs> I'll show Devin. I'll show this former all-pro slash three-time Super Bowl champion slash Patriots legend slash community pillar. <laughs> I'll show. Oh, boy. We're all sad. Yep. All right. Andy, we got to try to find some positives here. Time for the thumbs up, thumbs down portion of the program. You can read Andy's thumbs up, thumbs down each and every Sunday and Monday at weei.com. Uh, let's, you know what? Let's get the thumbs down out of the way first so we can try to end this program. Okay. Let's try to get this puppy back into bay on an upbeat note. It's not going to be. So obviously the first one is Mac Jones. Most people wondered if he would start. He shouldn't have probably, but he did. He threw a couple picks. He fumbled. He is still broken. Gets benched yet again. And as you noted, the numbers 12 of 29 for, I mean, 21 for 89 yards with a pair of interceptions for 28 passer rating 27.8 actually Ugh, that's ugly Oof. um Oof. you know what else was ugly i i dubbed it quote the operation they couldn't do anything um mm. at a professional level basically nope. delay of game and punt delay of game on offense did you happen to notice that one motion where they had like trips left they motioned but then no one was on the line of scrimmage so it would have been an illegal formation so they had to call a timeout because no mm -hmm. one knew how to line up in in an nfl <gasps> game is they this just, coaching or is this players? Honestly, I got to ask again. I think it's both. I think it's both. It's not. It, there's definitely some um, some responsibility on the individuals on the field, but there's also some responsibility with the the coaches. It's way too. As I wrote online, it's way too late in the professional football season for a team to not be able to line up and run a play. You may suck and the play may not work, but they can't even line up and run a play. As you said, they benefited on a fumbled snap that it was a delay of game before they fumbled the snap. Like, that's how bad they are. So the whole operation stinks right now on the offensive side of the ball. J.C. Jackson, I thought he struggled in his return to the field after his little week-off hiatus Germany benching mm -hmm. thing. Um, he couldn't tackle. He couldn't cover Jalen Hyatt, who, if you remember, I loved coming out of Tennessee. He same, looked pretty same. good today. Burner. Um, he, he had a double move on him down the right sideline that just made J.C. look like an inept corner. Maybe that's what he is at this point. I don't know. And then last on my list, uh, short list here, could have been much longer, Chad Ryland. You can't miss that kick. I know we're joking that it helps the Patriots in the long run, but a 35-yard chip shot field goal to tie the game and send it to overtime, you got to make that. If you can't make that, you're not an NFL kicker. So those are the downs. That's the negative. Let's end on a high. Positives. Once again, I feel like this list is always the same people or close to it. Jabril Peppers, my guy, early in the game. He mm -hmm. right place, right time, recovers a fumble, has a sack on the next series to force a punt, um, and he just continues to hit and make plays. And then afterwards stood up very uh, loudly for Demario Douglas saying, it's a joke that they bring up player safety in this league and then something like that can happen and it's not even a penalty. So Jabril Peppers is a leader on and off the field. We know we all love him. Ramondre Stevenson, we just talked about, uh, 98 yards on the ground on his 21 carries, had the lone touchdown, um, was able to get that in the end zone, and uh, he just continues to run the ball well late in the year. I thought he got off to a slow start this year, but the last few weeks, he and Zeke Elliott, too, have been running really well um, and picking up chunk yardage. My guy Bryce Barringer, I mentioned mm -hmm. it earlier, he had that 53-yard boomer early, then the next one's plus 50. He's like, oh, I'll just kick it 31 and get it inside the 7-6 yard line. That's what I do. I'm a, I'm now considering him just a reliable punter. He can do what you need him to do. You want him to crush it, he'll crush it. You want him to place it, he'll place it. And then um, I, I just dubbed this all together. Uh, Mike Cadlick brought it up, the sacks. Six different uh, sacks by six different players. Everybody was getting to Tommy, Tommy DeVito, who I know tends to get sacked. He's Tommy DeVito. It is what it is. Um, but they took advantage, and they spread it around. Christian Barmore was one of them. He continues to be a dominant force on that front. He continues to be one of the answers to, if you could keep only five or six players, who you keeping? Christian Barmore is one of them. But, yeah, six different guys got to Tony DeVito, uh, Tommy DeVito today. <laughs> Tony DeVito. You know what I mean. 
Uh, I know. Hey, he gets the win. He had all Same those, Italian he had all, name. He had all the Yay. family there today, guys. He had, uh, you know, they had like over 200 tickets, family, friends, and whatever Good else. You him. know that there is a booming party going on tonight at the DeVito house. Even if he really didn't even do that much to enhance his cause. Going into the game, I tweeted out the stat, like the only stat you needed to know before the game. In games where Saquon Barkley scored, the which which was three times, the New York Giants were ta da three and zero. In games where he didn't get into the end zone, they were zero and eight. And now the Patriots found a way to, in addition to all the other unbelievable uh, marks, records, and accomplishments that they have checked off and solidified themselves and their place in ignominious history. They got that one as well. Too. Can I just so ask really impressive. quick? Can I just ask really quick before we go to player of the game? Is this the most embarrassing loss because of the season because it's to the Giants? That's a Joe. How did it take us almost three and a half hours to get to what's the most embarrassing loss of the season? I don't know. The Saints one's still pretty embarrassing. Yeah, you know what? You follow up thirty-eight oh, to three with Washington was embarrassing. <laughs> Washington was also embarrassing because they traded their best players the week of the game and weren't really trying to win, and they still and won. haven't won since. Yeah. There's a lot of most embarrassing yeah. losses of the season for this team. That's but it's definitely like top two. It's one of the two. I would say top three. Top yeah. three. Because um, I don't want to be disrespectful to Tommy DeVito. He he was by far the better quarterback in this game going in. Like he was a, They had a starting quarterback. You didn't. Tommy DeVito had thrown five touchdowns the last couple weeks. He's making plays. Players love him. Saquon Barkley's saying nice things. They had a starting quarterback. Your Patriots did not. He's their guy. Look at that. He's their guy. Watch out. Could for now, I wouldn't want him on the term. Future. No. All right, before we wrap this up, Andy, it is time now for the Cars for Kids Player of the Game. Uh, of course, the Cars for Kids Player of the Game is brought to you by Cars for Kids. If you donate your car today, it can be picked up as soon as tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. Or call one eight seven seven cars for kids and donate your car today. Andy, who we got? Uh, I'm going to agree with Andrew Brandt, former uh, president of the Packers, and he tweeted out, Chad Ryland's kick may be the biggest thing to happen for this franchise in a long time when we look back on it. So Chad Ryland is your player of the game for allowing you to get a stronger hold at a top three pick in the draft, baby. I'm doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, we end on this note. The New England Patriots player of the game is a place kicker who missed a kick to send the game to overtime. So as to better the chances of the team taking a franchise-saving quarterback, wide receiver, or anyone who will help next year. Oh, Chad God. Ryland did what was in the best interests of the football team. Yeah, the player of the game was the one that lost the game. How about Damn that? Rights. How about that, huh? Man, you can't make this stuff up. That was a robust, dynamic, interesting, sad, hilarious, ridiculous, and altogether six rings postgame show on WEEI and all across the WEEI Sports Radio Network. If you missed any portion of it, of course, you can subscribe to the Sunday podcast as well as the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Andy and I will be back on Tuesday with our latest thoughts about everything going on in Patriots Nation and what we can expect next Sunday at Gillette. Tomorrow, it's a Patriots Monday here at WEEI from 6A to 6P. Bill Belichick will be on the Greg Hill Show in the morning. He'll probably be pretty chipper. You'll have Hunter Henry and more on the Midday Show with Gresham Fourier. And, of course, Afternoons with Jones, Mego, and Arcand. You'll have maybe Mac Jones. Could be Bailey Zappi. Maybe both if you're lucky. It's a Cyber Monday sale on Terrible here on WEI and Patriots Monday. Great job, Joe Braverman. Excellent work as always, Hart. And thank you, the good listeners of WEI, Patriots Nation, the Foxborough faithful who made those three and a half hours go by just like that. Like that? Like that? That's it. For Braverman, for Hart, for everyone at WEI, it's your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens saying good night and God bless your final. Giants 10, Patriots 7. Patriots go to 2-9 and nine on the season. Just six games to go, folks. We now throw it to Westwood One's coverage of Sunday Night Football. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.